Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Welcome back, Cracked fans, to another edition of the Cracked Interviews Podcast. I am your host, Alex Gruskin. It is a bonus edition of the Cracked Interviews Podcast. It is obviously Labor Cup weekend, so a ton of tennis to talk about. But because I am joined today by two professional tennis players, we figured we'd call it a Cracked Interviews, and that is how I'm going to loop in our guest today. She is now a member of our Cracked Rackets team, one of our co-hosts of the Mini Break Podcast, the former world number, I believe, 87 in WTA singles. Vicky Duvall, Victoria, welcome back to the podcast. Victoria? Oh man, I haven't heard that in a while. (laughs) (laughs) If I go with that, you know, it'll help me stand out. Everyone calls you Vicky, that's cookie. uh, You know, Victoria, that's how you know it's podcast time. But also joining us, and again, we had a a super fun interview yesterday with Cece Bellis on the mini break, and uh, you know, Vicky, you're having your contributions clearly already showing how helpful they are. Joining us on today's podcast uh, to talk a little bit about Labor Cup to talk about what he has been up to. He reached a high of number 57 in the ATP rankings in April of this year, the 2016 NCAA Division I men's singles champion, and a returning guest to our Cracked Interviews podcast, Mackenzie McDonald. Mackie, welcome back. What's up? What's up, Alex? How you doing? Doing well. Uh, I imagine my hamstring somehow, hope maybe a little bit better than yours. How are you feeling? Yeah, still... Uh still rehabbing and still kind of recovering it's been a been a long three and a half months so far but still got a ways to go too so it's been all right yeah it was cool to see you at the you know at the to see you at the u.s open doing your media stuff you've been you know very i think you got to go on market watch at one point you were you know a star of u.s open now what's the uh, media circuit been like for you is it a bit fun to get to stay connected to tennis but in an off the court way yeah, for sure. I mean, when I first hurt myself, I knew it was going to be a long injury as soon as I flew home and got the MRIs and stuff and then eventually had surgery on June 6th. So as soon as that happened, I kind of just wanted to stay busy. So um, I first did World Team Tennis commentating actually in Orlando for the Storm. Did six matches there and then I got the gig up in New York. So I was actually there for three weeks, which was awesome because I, I, mean, I was pretty much stuck in Lake Nona for a while. I was non-weight-bearing, so I was really limited to what I could do each day. And then as soon as I could travel and and the timing worked out, yeah, I went there for three weeks and did a bunch of media. Mackie, in 2015, I think that was when I did some of my media stuff um, at the US Open as well. Actually, I was able to mess – yeah, I met – yeah, ages ago. my little doodles um but it was so cool like to do some of the media stuff obviously behind the camera go into the mission room and kind of see how everything operates it was such an interesting world for me because it's something we don't see like what did you what what were some of your roles when you were um doing besides commentating is that all you pretty much did or were you able to see kind of like the camera work and all that stuff too 
no, I mean, you hit it. I mean, it was such a different experience for me. So when I showed up, I, I really thought I was doing just commentary. And then they're like, oh, no, we actually want you to do some, like, live stuff and filming. And I was actually pretty nervous at the start. So I was like, oh, crap, I got to do this for, like, three weeks and stuff. But, um, no, I, I ended up learning pretty quick and doing pretty well with it. I mean, the first two weeks, we did a lot of filming that goes for the U.S. Open now, um, mm-hmm. which was, I did, like, a tour of Arthur Ashe stadium with nick mccarville so we showed all the things that fans never get to see because when you're watching tennis you only get to see the warm-up and the match and you don't know what's going on behind the scenes so it's cool to open up as a player and give that perspective on on the u.s open and and u.s open now is really just giving everyone like from food to warm-ups to practices to all that stuff so yeah a bunch of little interviews i did like this little mac in the morning thing that they were cool about um they gave me mugs so i was kind of tight but, um, <laughs> oh my God, that's yeah. Awesome. yeah but it was honestly so different because i mean you know i've been playing like so well you know this year and last year i've climbed pretty much my entire uh time being a pro since i left college and uh, um yeah i mean i was used to you know being treated like a player but this time um it was really cool seeing a different perspective and seeing all the behind the scenes that goes into it uh going to like the media booths and the and the trailers behind the stadium where where a lot of the action happens the editing so it was cool it was really yeah. cool but man, Mackie, when, when you got, got the, the face, face for television, television they're, they're gonna, gonna put, put you on, on there. there i mean that's just that's <laughs> how it works <laughs> um I'll yeah, exactly. For you, though, um, because you mentioned how well you were playing in 2019 up to that point, as I mentioned, in April, you got up to the top 60, number 57. Was it at all bittersweet to, you know, still, I, because you have to wonder mentally how you're balancing, you know, it's cool to be those, do those media responsibilities, but was it tough for you at all to be right, right next, next to all the action and not be able to participate in it? Yeah, um, the first week was fine, like college week. The first two days of main draw really got to me. I was just like, oh, man, like I, I could be playing this day. Um, but, I mean, for myself, you know, I mean, this whole thing has just been a a, uh, a test for me and, like, uh, all my patience and, and really just a mental time for me to just get better. So, I mean, it was honestly, I was just more pleased to see my friends and hang out with some guys and and, and just, like, yeah, just meet up with a bunch of people. I mean, three weeks in New York, I mean, it's still not a bad thing, you know. <laughs> You'll take it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm learning so much about, you know, there's about about myself beyond tennis, too. Um, so, I mean, it's been, I've made it a good time. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit you with a thought, I'm gonna hit you with a thought-provoking question here. So, with all that you just said that you learned a lot about yourself and um, obviously totally different experience, different perspective, can you tell us maybe one or two things that you can take from the experience that's going to help you on the court or even in another aspect of your life, something that's kind of stuck with you throughout this whole experience? Yeah, I mean, one big thing is like, well, first I've never injured, especially like not, like not this severe i've never taken this much time off and and gone through the steps for rehab i've never had surgery so i mean big big awakening there but um yeah i mean like i said just kind of like doing other things so i also did use some ucla classes over summer and then uh, i knocked off three so i'm getting closer to graduating too and um i mean there is life after tennis and that's kind of why i did go to college tennis uh before before going yeah. pro um 
And honestly, it's been really nice kind of having some time off to kind of dissect my game further and kind of look at things from a different perspective. Because honestly, once you get sucked into the tennis world and you're traveling 11 months of the year and getting so into it, uh, I mean, it, it sucks you in pretty quick. You lose a lot of, you know, being grateful the travel gets to you. So yeah. I think it'll give me a new, a good new perspective when I come back. And I want to hold on to that for sure. Yeah. It's all good, good memories I'll have from it. I've made it, uh, made it sweet. So did you feel the same way with your injury? Yeah, I did. You know, like it was obviously so, some of these things are so far out of our control. I think the the battle that I had um, that I still kind of struggle with is I feel like I, I play catch up in practice, you know, like I get really psychologically worked up over small things at practice and I feel like I have to make up for lost time. But I, I also I agree with you, like you can't lose sight of the things that you've learned and the experiences you've had. And I and I actively work on, um, you know, recovering from those things in a different way than feeling like I've lost so much time. Like it's hard when you've had injury after injury after injury and it's like you feel like you're so far behind. But then we've also been able to do such wonderful things that if we weren't injured as bad as that sounds, we may not have been able to experience. So it's kind of, you know, the silver lining of it. So it's really interesting. <laughs> Yeah, no, I agree with that for sure. I mean, I definitely feel that way. Like, uh, yeah. No, I was going to say, if I could ask a follow-up to both of you on this topic, uh, Mackie, you're, as a fellow 1995-er, you may have also been a Fairly Odd Parents fan growing up. And so one of the segments we like to do, given her name, is our Icky Vicky story of the day. And uh, so I, my, my way of looping this into today's episode, for both of you guys, um, and I know, unfortunately, Vicky, you've had to do this too many times, but can you give us that day one story when you're, you know, your first day back on the court, just how you feel? Because, like, I can only imagine how good the two of you are. You're like, damn, I'm just like, to, to go from that to not your top level, it must, it, I can only imagine mentally what that struggle is like. Dude, I still haven't had, like, a, a, a real day on the court, to be honest. <laughs> like hit. So, I mean, it's been three and a half, almost four months now. And um, I'd say for a week now, I've been standing in one position and swinging, swinging a racket, but I'm not allowed to move my lower body. So Ooh. honestly, that hasn't even been exciting. So I'm still like, I'm doing like bike workouts and rehab and like upper body lifts. So I'm working on so many other areas and I'm pain free, which is really nice with this injury. But yeah, um, yeah dude, I haven't hit yet. Uh, my day one was <laughs> I mean I feel like every day one after an injury is just like your heart is gonna explode out of your chest <laughs> like the heart rate is just through the roof everything hurts you walk out feeling like you're never gonna be in shape ever again <laughs> yeah it just it never gets better day ones never get better <laughs> And I guess, how do you stay in perspective of the, and we've heard other people talk about this when we had CC yesterday, again, I'll plug that for the last time she talked about this, you know, keeping it one step at a time, forcing yourself not to rush back because, you know, Mackie, for you, uh, if you don't mind me saying, you're fast as hell. Like, you know, movement, quickness, that's such an essential part of your brand of tennis. And so to have that ripped away from you, how do you force yourself to just stand there and be like, okay, I'm not reaching for this one I'll just let it go because it's a little short like keeping in perspective and to you as well Vicky 
Yeah, I mean, I'm, I don't see myself playing tennis if I don't feel 100. So, I mean, my team, I feel like I have such a good team around me and, like, they're all really smart and, and will know when I am clear to go 100%. And um, once I get that okay, I, I feel confident I'll just go 100%. I mean, because one thing, like I said, like, you don't feel it. So, like, if you told me to run right now, I would run, but I'm just not allowed to yet or hit. So, I mean... For me, I think it's just within myself. I mean, I'm, I'm, I feel like I have confidence. I mean, I don't think I'm gonna lose my speed at all. I mean, when I'm running, I also got my quad, my ankles, my, my calves, my massive calves. <laughs> and that, uh, <laughs> playing to the uh, playing to the flag. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, there's a, like, um, yeah, I just want to have confidence in myself about about. I don't think I'm gonna lose that, and I'm working already so hard on some of the other stuff in my on my body that like you said Vicky like I know how tough those days are when you're coming back after like not hitting for like a month or something yeah really tired so I'm trying to like do assault bike workouts and do all this other stuff right now so I'm ready for that first day on assault bike oh my god the dreaded oh yeah Is the is the Versa climber or the whatever when you you know you got the I'm doing the workout right now in person you guys can't see me but like you know you've got your arms up and it's like a stair climber but it's like four bars I don't know what it I don't know exactly what it's called that's a real thing right yeah dude the Versa we got two of those a year oh that's that's brutal well just one more thing I want to follow up because you know injury is a gloomy topic we don't want to dwell on this too long but for for you Mackie and Vicky you've mentioned this in the past as well um you talk about that trust you have to have in your team and you know you have to have the people around you who you know will will guide you to the right decisions in terms of you know not forcing you on the court too soon helping you get back to where you were and I guess Vicky if you could comment on this first how important is that trust how do you go about building that trust amongst your team especially when you know you have to work in so many different stages of the comeback introducing coco golf's signature shoe more than just a tennis shoe it's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette it's designed to enhance speed and power on the court the multi-piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out the coco cg1 empowers you to dominate the game learn more and purchase the coco cg1 at newbalance.com Yeah, I mean, I think for me, one of the things that I've realized through several of my comebacks, I've been able to filter some of the people that I want around me. I mean, it's been a tough process um, to kind of realize that maybe these people don't have my best interest or, um, you know, when you've been down and out, you kind of realize the people who stick with you and who really care about you and the people who are just there when you're doing well, you know, so um, it took a lot of trial and error and a lot of Um, heartache to kind of figure out like who are the people that are really going to stick with me and I think for me right now obviously um, being at IMG I've been at IMG for 10 years now which is crazy Um, and I've had I work with Glenn Weiner who's such a fantastic coach but more importantly just such a good friend um, off the court to me as well just really understands me psychologically I have great support with my fitness coach um She's kind of the person I go to for a lot of things outside. It might be my tennis. It might be how my body feels. And she really gets me. I think the most important thing is people around you who really get you and who will listen, you know. So 
Um, I think that's it's crucial. You, it, there's so many up and ups and downs, and so many ebb flows. And if if that support system isn't there, I mean, it just makes the road so much tougher for sure. Would you agree with that, Mackie? Same same sort of deal. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, you definitely kind of learn a little bit about everyone around you when you're um, when you do get hurt and you're down for a little bit. And I mean, I feel lucky, you know. I mean, I mean. He, like just even with my friends too i mean i've been talking to riley and tommy and fritz a lot which has been awesome and then um my team around me you know they've been absolute bulletproof which has been awesome i mean matt clower has been been in my corner the whole time every step of the way brent salazar at usta my strength coach has been helping me so much and then my physio wolf who i share with fritz um he's been an absolute god because he's just he's dealt with this stuff before and he's been a phone call away um even though he's still working with taylor and sometimes across the world so um no i mean it's so important especially with injuries i mean you need people that you can trust and i feel like i've done everything at my best of my ability so i mean i have full confidence in my team and that i'll recover fine so yeah, and I guess my last question for our fans out there uh, wondering, Mackie, is there a timetable in mind, or is it really just one day at a time for you? Um, um, they want like nine months, and it should come together, and it should be like one hundred percent, and like yeah. it should not ever hurt again. And actually, they say it should get actually stronger because I think I had a a little tear in there from a couple of years ago and it had scar tissue. So I think that's what ripped. So, um, but yeah, I mean, we'll see. I mean, I'm going day by day right now. There's, there's, I have a long career ahead of me. I'm only 24. I want to play for like 13 more years. So I'm just going to take my time um, and, and make sure I'm the best player I can be for the future. God, I love this 1995s on this podcast right now. I just love this. Yeah, that's a mature perspective. I love it. Um, Yeah, you know, I've seen some highlights over the years, Mackie. I think it was your freshman year, Roberto Quiroz, that USC match. That's when the first year. Wow. And then it was that second year. That was physical. Did you watch that one against Roberto? That was one of, I mean, because it was third set, right? I want to say he won 6-3 in the third. Yeah, no, dude, I got to tell you, that match actually gave me, that fueled me for, like, pretty much my whole college career. Like, that was a turning point match for me. So, that really? was my freshman year. That was my freshman year. That was our, maybe our first or second time playing USC. I think it was our first time playing USC. It was. And and I was at the three spot. And I remember, dude, I was battling. And Quiro's a tough matchup for me, especially in college. He was Lefty, have Yeah, he's a full man at that point. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was so flat back then. And he's just spinning it. I'm just grinding. <laughs> and, and I just remember, like, dude, I was hurting. Like, I was down at 7-3-0. I came back, won the second set. Third set, I'm, like, almost cramping at the end. I have to yeah. win or else we're going to lose. And I just remember being at the net. And I try to go for this last ball on match point. He passed me. I hit the ground. I start cramping everywhere. And the band just starts playing in the background. And USC wins the whole thing. And I'm just, like, on the floor. It was brutal. It was oh, moment. my but God. That, moments like that picked me up. I mean, I remember that. There's, like, a – I think his break point, because I think it was 4-3 in the third. This is stupid that I remember this. I'm sorry, Vicky, that we're going on this tangent. But, um, yeah – 
It was like, I think you guys had like a freaking 40 ball rally on that break point where you were literally going side to side to side to side. And he kept drop shot lobbing. And I was just like, I don't know how you're alive, Mackie. I was there. (laughs) (laughs) What was was the score in the third set? Like six, three, or it was like one break. I think it was six, three. Stupid follow-up to that, because we're doing a, it's a future project, a little tease for our listeners, we're going to do the top, because it's the end of the decade, the top five college teams of the decade, and that freshman year team, because I think the year before your team lost in the NCAA finals, but that next year, what was, because Clay Thompson on fire that year, Marcos, his results speak for themselves, you know, NCAA champion, you, uh, healthy gauge, like, uh, Carew, Puget, that is a team. Would you say top five of the decade? A hundred percent. I definitely, uh, we definitely had the best player. I, I think we had the best players that year. It was unfortunate we didn't win it that year. I definitely think yeah. we had the best team. You guys beat Virginia early in the season. And I was like, this team, man, watch out. No, we were good. We were really good. Clay was on fire. Yeah. He, uh, yeah. So, yeah. Marco. So. Yeah, Marco. <laughs> nah, yeah, we were good, man. We were good. Yeah, that was a team. But, Vicky, enough of the college tennis. The next question, all you. Um, oh my gosh, wait, I was really enjoying that though, especially now that I'm just getting into like the college atmosphere and stuff, volunteering at UF. It's so interesting. I mean, college is like, it's so different than pros. I didn't even realize when I first got there, but the energy is just out of control. It's so fun. It's so, it's seriously so fun. Anytime I need a mental break, I just drive to UF and I'm like, yes, <laughs> to just like be around a college environment. Oh my God, it's amazing. But anyways. Yeah, I mean, for me, I, I definitely miss like the college matches and everything. I swear those were so much fun. Like when I look back on all the tennis I've played. So fun. I'm going to steal one here because we we will talk about Labor Cup, but you commentated world team tennis and you're, you're trying to replicate the college environment in the professional circuit. Do you think world team tennis does a good job of replicating that college environment? Um, I think it's difficult. Um, you know, it's uh, I think they try really hard and I think it's a cool thing. But I mean, you get so many floating players and players switching and like, I mean, to really feel like a team. Uh, it's tough with that a little bit, to be honest. And mm-hmm. um, I mean, the travel is brutal on the on the teams, and mm-hmm. it's it's really fast. And um, I think they make it really fun for the fans. I hope it is fun for the fans. But from a player, like I, it, it is cool to mix it up and get a little bit of that team environment. But there's no way it comes close to a college tennis match. Yeah, it's just the it's the built-in. A UCLA fan has been a UCLA fan their entire lives. An Orlando Storm fan, or you know, all these different things. It's just a little hard. It's not a the college brand is what's probably missing at this point. I agree, um, but yeah, it's it's interesting to hear because we, you want to see we see it. This is how we'll transition into our Labor Cup discussion. I guess uh, you see, you know, these players in the Labor Cup this weekend just relishing the team environment. Um, I guess we'll start with you, Mackie. Do, I mean, people say the intensity of Labor Cup, it's a glorified exhibition. I don't think that's a fair criticism. I think you watch these guys play. They they seem as into it. It's not a Grand Slam final, but they are into this tennis. No, for sure. I mean, 
dude, it's it's honestly so sick to see. Like, I'm tuning in and watching as much as I can for it. Um, and like, I dude, it's so cool to see all these top guys like coming together. And like, I think it's well well put together with like Europe being a powerhouse, and then the rest of the world kind of coming together. You got, I mean, a bunch of guys that are friends too. You 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 got the ultimate champions, Roger and Rafa on a team with a bunch of good Europeans, and you got. I mean, the boys like Kyrgios, <laughs> Fritz, John. I mean, it's pretty cool. It's crazy. I couldn't imagine being coached by, like, Nadal and Federer at the same time. I saw Federer's tweet earlier on Twitter. He was like, hashtag Fidel. I don't even know how to say that, but Fidel or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, when they were talking to Fognini, I thought that was so interesting. I mean, it's so, it's actually really fun as a spectator to see these guys who are just absolute rivals outside of the labor cup and just come together and really like root for each other genuinely so hard i mean it's it it's such a cool thing to see for sure yeah, the team environment really i think it brings out the best in these guys you get to see federer nadal who are probably you know as the elder statesmen of tennis are perfectly suited for this sort of event because you have them you know you look at days one uh day one matches today dominic team and stefano Tsitsipas playing singles for team europe also this is a bit of a tangent but i swear to god they haven't included any russians in the event because they're like we don't know if we want to count it as europe or team world and we're not really trying to deal with that issue right now so we're just going to exclude all of the russians um but i i think you look at just the way federer and nadal are communicating with these young guys even the way today they were talking with fabio fognini and just you know saying you know you got to relax you got to cut out all of the negative stuff all of the different things they can talk about mentally and physically i mean mackie you're telling me you wouldn't like if federer comes up to you during that delpo match you know before the six all breaker in the third and it's like hey here's what you're doing right now yeah, man. No, that's so cool. I mean, I remember seeing through that last year too. But that's like, I, what makes it just so cool is like, there's more than just the warm up and just the matches. I mean, you're getting way more interviews. You're getting camaraderie. You're getting guys cheering for each other. I mean, singles guys playing doubles, and I mean, it's it's it kind of just brings out everything. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I want to do a, a brief recap of today's action. We won't go into details on all the matches. I think we're going to do a separate mini break episode for that. So be on the lookout there. But I, I have a base set of questions I want to ask you guys uh, just in general about these day one performances. And again, to set the scene, uh, you look at the results today. First match of the day, Dominic team beats Shapovalov 6-4, 5-7, Jack Sox 6-1-7-6 over Fognini. Tsitsipas, 6 2 1 6 10 7 over Fritz. Uh, and then Federer and Zverev win the nightcap 6 3 7 5 over, over Shapovalov and Sock. Uh, Vicky, I want to start with you and then we'll go to Mackie. Your MVP of day one. Oof. MVP of day one. Mm. I mean, I like Fritz and I was upset that he lost, but I think probably Stefano's clutch that one out for um team europe so because they were tied up until that point and that just kind of that 2-1 lead i feel like helped a lot i mean stefanos got absolute absolutely rocked in the second set 6-1 i was watching a little bit of that and uh i think the third set tiebreak is a tough format too like there's so much pressure on that you know so um i'd have to give it to cc pass today i think that's fair mackie your thoughts 
Uh, I would definitely give it to a guy on Team Europe because they definitely took the lead 3-1. But there was no one guy that played singles and doubles. Um, I guess Tissipas, I mean, that's a big turning point going up 2-1, going into the dubs. I mean, it's fair to give it to him. But, I mean, team effort, bro. You know, he got a team that did his job. He got Fed that went out there and Zarif. Fed yeah, no. carrying Zarif a little bit there. Yeah, that is that is spoken like someone who wants to be on the 2020 team world team. And let me just say, as a you know NCAA men's doubles champion, uh, I feel like you make one or two more returns than Shapovalov today. And I say that lovingly. Dennis was great in the singles. That's not Dennis is a fantastic tennis player. I'm obviously joking around, but I think today. In terms of the MVP, for me, it's got to be Roger Federer, who, as you mentioned, he's on the, you know, he's coaching all of these guys through the biggest moments. He's embracing the Switzerland crowd. They're all in on his matches. I I think, you know, one of the social media highlights for me today, which would, will be our next question, just seeing Federer, Nadal, Zverev, three of, you know, the two, obviously, 20 and 19 Grand Slam titles between them, probably the two best ever on the men's side right now with, you know, a young up-and-comer, in Alex fear of just sitting there absorbing it all. I mean, those are the sort of moments you don't get week in, week out. And as we mentioned, that's what makes this event so much fun. Mackie, what, what was the social media thing you saw today that really caught your eye? Um, wasn't on social media too much today, but I, I did see the Federer coaching Fognini, like you said. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, other than that, I mean, yeah, I don't know, dude. Yeah, no, it's it's just it's fun. Look, good for you, by the way. You have you know shit to do. You're like I don't I don't have time to waste on social media. So I like that. But uh, you know, yeah, it's it's just the coaching in general. It's it's such a this is such a stupid phrase, but like a gifable event. You're just gonna get so many great clips out of this, and that's half the fun. Vicky, what what caught your eye today? Um, I mean, I would kind of agree with Federer being a close first place for MVP. I think it was really, it's so fun to see him and Nadal on the sidelines just get so fired up. And I've only seen Roger play doubles a handful of times, but um, I mean, they brought it, you know? So, I mean, to be honest with you, what really caught my eye is one of my friends is at Laver Cup and she was freaking Snapchatting the whole time. And I was so jealous I was like, why is she there? And I'm not. <laughs> I was like, I need to go. Um, but anyways, so tomorrow's matches, I mean, the lineup is crazy. So I kind of want to go into that a little bit and hear what you guys are looking forward to match-wise. So first up, we have Zverev in singles for Team Europe against Isner. Um for Team World, and then we have Federer against Kyrgios, and Nadal against Raonic, and then the doubles is Nadal Tsitsipas again for Team Europe against Kyrgios and Sock. So, star-studded lineup tomorrow as well. Which one are we looking forward to? Personally, anytime Kyrgios is on TV, I think I'm plugged in. So, Kyrgios, Federer is definitely my pick, but what do you guys think? I mean, for me, I'm I'm definitely gonna go Roger and Nick. I mean, that's gonna be the highlight one. Roger's looking healthy. Nick is gonna thrive in this environment. He always has. He loves this stuff. So uh, that'll be one to watch. I hope Roth is actually not hurt. We'll see how his hand is tomorrow, and then against Milos. So uh, and and, and Rafa has doubles too. So that'll be 
and Nick and Sauce playing them would be pretty sick too. Yeah, for me, I could I, that last thing, Kyrgios and Sock together. That's always must watch TV. And you talk about Kyrgios Fed being, you know, Nick rising to the occasion. I feel like Kyrgios and Nadal have a little beef. And so, like, you're playing them in doubles. You know the only thing more dangerous is, like, than floating a forehand to Nick Kyrgios is floating a forehand to Nick Kyrgios when he's got some animosity towards you. So, like, I feel like he's going to come at Rafa a little bit. And this, you know, they're going to play. It's going to be fun to watch. Nadal, sneaky good volleyer, especially at this point in his career. Plus, like, just to watch these guys play doubles as a doubles you know, nerd, uh, slappy, whatever you want to go with. That's got to be the match for me. Mackie, I was uh, looking, when you posted your picture with Kobe Bryant, um, I saw Tommy's comment on it, and it absolutely killed me, where he said, posting for the clout, guy's a Warriors fan. (laughs) Um, So, (laughs) yeah, obviously you guys are boys, and that's so funny. But, um Obviously, wow, what a cool experience to be next to Kobe Bryant and talk to him. Did you get to exchange some words with Mamba, or what was that like? Yeah, that was sweet. Honestly, that was so cool for me. I was really starstruck because I I grew up watching him. He's my dad's favorite player. Uh, my dad's a big Lakers fan. I am from the Bay, uh, and we used to have season tickets to the game. So, I, I yeah, I mean, I am a Warriors fan, but um, I'm also a Mamba fan. I got to. I got a nice picture of him and uh, Michael Jordan in my living room. So, um, no, it was really cool meeting him. I mean, he was actually really nice. Um, told him a, a little bit about myself and uh, told him I had a tendon issue, just like he's had with his Achilles before. And he was kind of asking about my rehab. Um, gave me a couple of gems just to, I mean, stay positive. Like, like just focus on the future type thing. Um, wow, that's so nice. Yeah. He didn't slide you his uh he didn't slide you his doctor's info from Germany. He's like, here's the best blood platelets in Germany you can buy. <laughs> nah, none of that. <laughs> no, for sure. That's so sweet. And just to again to see you, Mackie, get to do uh the way you've gotten done all of these media things from World Team Tennis commenting to US Open now. It's been really cool to get to see you stay as part of the game through this injury, but you talk about Kobe Bryant, a great champion. My last question to both of you, and then we'll wrap this one up. Uh, your winner for this year's Labor Cup, Team World, Team Europe, who you got? Let's go Mackie, then Vicky. I'm going to go safe bet. I'm going to go Europe. Um <laughs> How much do they play still? What was the score? 10? I want to say it's to 13 or something. Because tomorrow's matches are worth two. The next day is worth three. Tomorrow's going to be a big day. I mean, if, if if John can be there, which I think can happen, and, and if Nick can be fed, which could happen, and Milos could be Rafa too, if Rafa's not feeling <laughs> best. I don't know. I'm a big uh, Team World fan, but it's going to be tough for them. I'm going to go Team Europe. I mean, I'm a diehard Federer fan, so I would say Team Europe. But only because Mackie said Team Europe, I got to keep it spicy, so I'm going to go Team World. (laughs) Oh, you stole my take. I was like, perfect, you guys. I mean, yeah. Team Europe, definitely the odds-on favorite. I like I like that you threw in the even Milos over Nadal. That could be the swing match. If Milos loses to Nadal at that point, you, you got to start worrying. But if they if Team World can steal that one, you know, steal two singles matches tomorrow, that would be a very, real victory for them. 
Uh, I feel like there's no way it's not rigged for Federer to win in Switzerland, so I'm going to go with Team Europe for sure. But it's it's again, it's it's going to be fun to watch. But Mackie, Vicky, thank you so much to both of you for taking the time to do this tonight. Mackie, you know, feel better. We look forward to seeing you back on the court. You know, hopefully nine months. You know, your your body will recover faster than that because again, you're playing so well before. So we look forward to seeing that. Victoria, thank you for putting up with me as always. <laughs> thanks, thanks Alex. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, yeah. Keep working hard. I'll see you guys back there. Yeah, of course. Take care. Thanks.